What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season 3, Episode number 41. Today, we're going to dive into the NBA playoffs once again. The series is most of them have four games done, some of them have five, and some of them have ended, honestly, uh, which is kind of crazy to say. The Clippers, Suns, and Blazers all even the series at 2-2. The Western Conference is looking substantially better than the East. The Hawks and Nets take controlling 3-1 leads, going back home for Game 5. Brooklyn, Hawks going back to the Madison Square Garden. The Bucks bring out the brooms against the Heat, the bubble frauds. And the 76ers look to beat the Wizards tonight and bring out the brooms. And can the Memphis Grizzlies even the series at 2-2 after the Game 3 collapse? All right, we start things off today with the Los Angeles Clippers. The storyline of the night, they even the series at the Dallas Mavericks at two games apiece. And I would like to make note of, remember last podcast when I tried to ask you guys, what would happen if the, the Clippers even the series at two apiece um, heading to the next podcast? You guys wouldn't even answer the question. I said, no way. You guys were like, the series <laughs> is over. And I was just like, can you guys answer the question for me? But you guys, you guys refused. You guys were like, the series is over already. And look, I mean, look at how silly you guys, you know, sound by saying that. But the Clippers do even the series at two apiece. Luka Doncic, I think, is a big reason of why that happened because his neck does not look the same. I mean, he has that, like, strap on his neck. Rick Carlisle said that he's in severe pain in the locker room after game four. So right now, the series tied has just shifted into the Clippers' momentum severely. And game five will be on Wednesday night in Staples. Um... Guys, what do you guys make of the series so far? Um, uh, and really just this crazy because I mean, all four games have been won by the road team, and that's not been done this uh postseason. Yeah, I think this series is as good as over now. Um, they kind of figured out pick and roll defense on Luca with not having Zubots on the floor as much. Kawhi Leonard is playing out of his mind, looking like a top five player. Paul George is actually playing like playoff P and not pandemic P, so that's a plus. Um and they just kind of figured it out. It only it took them a little time to adjust, but Tyron Lue actually made adjustments, which was good. Helped them in pick and roll against Luka. And then if guys like Hardaway aren't going to knock down shots, they're just shit out of luck. There's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been pretty spot on with like most of my predictions for the first time, but this series, I just can't get a grip on. You know, I, I, was, I think I had Clippers in five originally, and I was just, I was so set on that. And then after they went down 0-2, I was just so anti-Clippers. And now I feel like once I hop back on the Clippers bandwagon, they're just going to fall apart again. So I just can't get it. I just can't get a grip on this, but you know, talking about the adjustments, they, they played small ball. I think they had like Morris starting at center yesterday. And that, I think that helped them tremendously. They should no more Zubats. That, that's yeah, exactly what you need. Zubats is awful. That's why, I mean, they shifted Batum in the starting lineup and I'm not the biggest fan of his, but they just, they played much better defense. And you know what? It also helps them that like a guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. is no longer on fire. He was just killing them the first two games. Exactly. I think he only scored four points yesterday. And they're at a huge benefit because Porzingis is the Mav center. And you guys, like we all know, he doesn't like to work like inside. Yeah, he's most- not banging bodies down. Well, you can play a small guy, small exactly. guy against him. 100%. Game three, I saw a thing of pandemic KP chatting on Twitter. So, I mean, he was getting heat. But I want to make note of, guys, I can't believe you guys have forgot this. I mean, the Mavericks were red hot from three, the first three games. Yesterday, yeah, they shoot five of 30. Tim so, Hardaway Jr. was just it's Hardaway. It's and, really and just Finney Smith hit a bunch of. But they shot five of thirty yesterday. I mean, that was really the thing that stood out to me. They were, I believe, above fifty percent for the series, like for the first three games, mm-hmm. and then they fell all the way back down to earth. And for me, that was really the you know it, and I, along with um, Luca, obviously, well, you know, dealing with an I think injury. A big reason their three point percentage was down is because a lot, like a lot more, of the shots were like well defended. They were do, they were doing a better job staying in front of Luca. I think 
in large part due to their adjustments and also maybe you know part of that is his injury is playing factor in that but they weren't like not all of their looks were wide open in game one every yeah. single one of their threes was wide open and obviously they're going to hit most of those yeah we talked about that remember uh i think i i brought up a stat that a lot of their threes were within six plus feet which is considered wide open and classified mm-hmm. as wide open um, so that's not the case anymore i don't know game four i didn't look at the the details of how many threes were wide open but um, I mean, I, I was watching the game last night. I, I for sure saw a difference. Um, notable, that. very notable difference. All right, let's move on to uh, this is probably one of the most entertaining series so far. We have Suns Lakers. The Suns, surprisingly, I think they shocked all, at least us three. They shocked us when they tied the series up 2 2. We all expected a gentleman sweep here, but you know, Anthony Davis got hurt. Um, and then the Suns just, yep, yeah, A Disney. <laughs> he got hurt, and they just went on no, a run, man. The Suns no, just went on a run. CP3 was actually hitting some jumpers yesterday. He looked like, you know, yeah, he was he handling the basketball a lot better. He looked healthier. I, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. The interesting thing points. here is, is Anthony Davis's injury. Like, will he play for game five? Um, I was reading Pro Football Doc was talking about Wait, wait, breaking news. Anthony oh. Davis is likely to miss game five due to strain groin. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. I just saw that right now. I was going to say Shams tr- and Shams, Shams broke it. Shams this yeah. is reliable. Shams broke it. Anthony Davis is likely to miss game five, which probably means he is missing game five. I mean, they don't hundred percent. Yeah. Because the groin injuries are weird as in pro football, like obviously he's a football guy, but he's usually spot on with these injuries. And he said, there's just no way you could play effectively like two days after sustaining a groin injury like that. So, you know, if, if Anthony Davis is out, like, you know, in KCP missed uh, game four too, if he's yeah. out game five as well, they're, they're really just missing valuable players. Um, They could be in a lot of trouble. They need Schroeder to step up big then in game five. He had a rough game four, for sure. They're going to need all hands on deck. And I, I think LeBron, is, he's been kind of load load managing, I guess, his, like, you know, speed, game speed, because, you know, we've seen he's kind of been passive at times in this series. He's going to need to be full throttle, locked in, aggressive um, in game five, and maybe even beyond, because we saw in the third quarter, or the third quarter of game three, excuse me, that when he was aggressive, LeBron James, the Suns had no answer for him. And even at times in, in the fourth quarter yesterday, the Suns had no answer for LeBron when he was aggressive. So I still believe they have a chance, but LeBron, enough with nursing your injury now. I mean, this is, there's no time to play around about, oh, I want to, you know, load and manage myself and kind of take it, uh, you know, take ease um, and try to nurse the injury. It's just go, go, go at this point because the Lakers are in a do or die situation. Now it's a best of three, and, and Phoenix has two home games. So it's not going to be easy. And I know the Suns, like, it's not a really hard atmosphere to play, like, to play, but still, it's oh, an advantage. Well, gifts, I mean, Suns fans are, are rocking at full capacity. And they, I mean, they, even, they were loud in game one. So I, I think that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a jab at Suns fans, man. Come on. Not really. I mean, based off the standards of, like, watching the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, that stadium well, I mean, is like, oh, oh, no, no one's going to compare. It is, it is triple. Oh, can I note that the Hawks – the Hawks can it, – it, it literally was confirmed that the Hawks um, pumped in crowd noise in game four. So let's yeah, just think that. Because the Knicks fans in game three, it was it – was, it was, you heard the Knicks fans in there. You, you, you heard yeah, and you saw did. them. In game four, all of a sudden, it, it feels like the Hawks have just, like, all these fans here. And – a lot of Knicks fans who were at the game said they heard it through the speakers. I mean, dude, we caught you in 4K, Hawks fans. You guys, the Falcons do it, the Hawks do it. I mean, you guys all do it. The Braves probably do it, I'm sure. I mean, what a joke of a city, Atlanta. That's so sad. They pumped in crowd noise when they have full capacity because no one gives a shit about their team. Oh, my God. You know, really quickly, just uh, finishing up this Sun series, 
I would like to say that, like, I don't think the Lakers can win this series now unless LeBron, you know, goes Cleveland mode and averages like 40, 12, and 12. Yeah. I think they need like superhuman performances out of him. And I don't know if they can get those from him. We'll right take now. it game by game, I think. He, so he they're going to they're gonna have that he, game five at Phoenix. Yeah, and he needs to be like on attack mode at all times, you know, like, and he just hasn't been so far. You know, people keep saying the ankle injury, but like, that's, you know, yeah. that's not going to win them the series. Well, this guy, Anthony Davis can't stay on the floor. He's like, yeah. And if AD misses game five and six, I think the series is over. Guys made of glass. isn't enough. He's made of glass. Mm-hmm. But, but guys, guys, you guys are overreacting like you guys always do for all these series. I mean, like you guys jump off the Clippers ship and you guys jump off the Lakers, the Sun ship. Well, earlier. The, 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 the Clippers one, I definitely overreact to. I don't but the think Suns, guys, the Suns is the same thing. We thought it was a gentleman. I'm still confident in the Lakers. I think that I, it, not without Anthony Davis, though. I'm not, but it's so look, you have to think game by game. Game five, we know they, they don't have Anthony Davis. I mean, that's and just that, and if, if you go down 3-2, like, that's tough. And you know, Anthony I mean, Davis won't be healthy for the rest of the series. It's as simple as that. Won't. But I think if LeBron – if you're asking LeBron to just be carry mode for one game, if the Lakers win – I think the Lakers can win game five. Two games now. But if they go up 3-2, Grat, though, in, in a game six at Staples Center, it just creates a whole dynamic for the Suns. The Suns had the pressure all of a sudden then. Just yeah. take it one game at a time. You win this game, and you all of a sudden have command of the series. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Just it's win this game. game. It's a huge game for sure. LeBron has had bigger games than his guy. Yeah, I guess obviously. You cannot doubt LeBron. If you guys, uh, you guys keep down LeBron, it's just well, not going to stop. The thing for LeBron is in the last minute of the game, Anthony Davis isn't there to take the shot for him. So we'll right. see what happens. Yeah. I'm not that anti-LeBron yeah, like exactly. he is. Like, like, here listen, we go again. I, I, I totally acknowledge that there's a chance that LeBron can take over and, you know, win a game five by himself. I just think it's unlikely right now, given his health and, like, the team around him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Chris Paul. I mean, he's looked better. But the thing is, you know, who knows? Maybe. But Chris Paul doesn't need to be as good now if they're not going as Anthony Davis. Like, you don't need as much production. You know, like Devin Booker, Aiden's been killing it. You know, Crowder stepped up in the second half of game four, finally, because Crowder was just awful before that. Cameron Payne's been great for them off the bench as well. Tank commander, man. The thing is, LeBron has to carry. LeBron has to carry a lot of the load because. You look at the Lakers roster now, as an like a lot of the guys can't create their own shots. I mean, outside of Dennis Schroeder, maybe, but like Who's they great. ran a lineup yesterday in the fourth quarter with like Alex Caruso, they have Marcus Morris, they have Marcus Soul. Like LeBron has to be the generator for the offense. He, he has to be the guy mm-hmm. generating every single bucket. And I mean, he's gonna take on a, a really tall task. A really well, Schroeder's really got to step up too because they're gonna need they're he's gonna need the scoring help. They're but gonna the need a lot. was awful in game four. He shot like three of thirteen or something like that, and he had a lot of open looks. Dude, and he was great in game three. So this is the conference finals. It is. I mean, it, you look at the rest of the the, the the West. If the Clippers could somehow get out, then I guess it changes a little bit of things. But uh, the Clippers are getting out now. I'd say. So, yeah, so but we don't. I mean, wow, we, we want to talk about flipping the script. I don't know yeah. if I'm ready to say that yet. You do. I, I mean, it's, it's still script. tied two two. We don't know. I mean, I think if I mean we've seen Dallas obviously capable of you know shooting the three lights out. If they can have one more of those and maybe get back to Dallas up three two, I don't see why. But I don't I do think really, this. I really do want a Clippers Lakers matchup. I feel like we were robbed of that last year because the Clippers choked. Um, yeah, I would still love. <laughs> I would love now, to see it as well. The tide has turned, though. I mean, we were talking about that, how the Lakers were easy getting out of the first round. The Clippers were going to be ones that choke. And now it's like, it could be the opposite. I mean, which it's is just crazy how much changes in like three, four days. It's ridiculous. So the Lakers, uh, I hope they, I hope they do. I hope, cause I, I don't want to see the, like, dude, the Suns, man, like oh, the Suns, man. Hopefully the Blazers get to win, you know, the conference finals for Portland. No, I'm kidding. But no, the, the Suns would take care of the Port, the Suns would take care of Portland. I mean, the winner of this series will win the next series. I think it's, pretty clear well, I'm not really concerned about yeah the Nuggets Denver, Denver or Portland yeah yeah 
And that should go seven games. I mean, we're going to talk about that now. Yeah. The Blazers even the series at 2-2. So now it's basically best of three once again. Uh, Jokic kind of came out flat in game four, very disappointing. And Melo was hitting a lot of shots for the Blazers in game four. He looked really great out on the three-point line. I mean, this is kind of tough. This series has kind of gone back and forth. The Nuggets kind of showed that if they can get production out of guys like Austin Rivers and Michael Porter Jr. to knock down three-point shots, they can win. But if not, it seems like the Blazers are kind of the team that's, you know, ahead of them at this point. And like Ben said, it's really whoever's shooting the basketball better. The Blazers shot the shit out of the ball in game four, and that's why they won. But what do you guys think? I, I don't really know if I could put my thumb on this, like, and kind of take a team going forward just because the inconsistency. I, I agree with that. But, in, I mean, I literally said this last podcast, the team who has shot the better has won every game, and it was no different in game four. The, the Blazers shot 36% in game four. The Nuggets shot 29%. So, I, I think as – and obviously, I mean, Norman Powell had the game of his life. He had 29 points. 11 to 15 from the field. He was fantastic. And Lillard struggled too. So this game four was weird because Lillard shot one for 10. And, well, yeah, and Powell had what, 29 points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I just said. And then Jokic, I mean, he shot seven of 18. He had a pretty brutal game, I would say. So the stars both didn't show up. It really just came down to the supporting cast in this one. Portland got it done. They won by 20 points. And this game, this series is so volatile. I mean, like, dude, we've seen like blowouts from both sides at this point. I don't even I, I don't even know if I could like predict a series winner. It just and home and away doesn't matter at the series. Denver has like limited capacity. Portland has limited Portland, capacity. Exactly. It's like a bubble. This is like it's a bubble just series. Like playing in an empty stadium. Yeah. So like yeah. this series doesn't even matter. Like who's home or away. It's just like, like who's in a who's in a. You know what? I, I think that's gonna put pressure on either of the one of these teams that gets out of this next round because it's gonna it's hard. And you know we saw with the next first hand, it's hard going from a stadium that could have two thousand people or not really many people at all going to a packed crowd of 17,000 people screaming their head off for playoff basketball. It's not easy to adjust to. Well, the Lakers, I mean, if they play the Suns, they'll have to deal with a full crowd, but the Lakers don't have a they're like, like 25, 30%. So, I mean, look, this series probably is irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would like to point out that in both of their losses, because what the Nuggets lost games one and game four, I mean, Jokic had a pretty weak game by his standards in game one. He had 34 and he scored the ball well, but he only had one assist, which is very uncharacteristic of him. And he wasn't really moving the ball and like getting open looks for other players like he normally does. So in both of their losses, you know, Jokic kind of wasn't, he was kind of contained and he wasn't himself. So it'll be interesting to see if like the Blazers can, you know, figure out like how to like repeat that. And, you know, if they can, then they win this series easily. It's tough to defend Jokic. So they have no size and they don't have a big deck. You can defend him out on the perimeter. So it's tough. I mean, they were doing a lot of the, the bullshit with running Covington at the five and just kind of doubling, and that's kind of seemed to be the best way. I yeah, I agree. Just and force the ball out of his hands, make guys like Austin Rivers beat you because I'd much rather have Austin Rivers shooting the basketball than Jokic even from the foul line. Let's not forget though that I mean Fasuno Campazzo has been shooting the lights out, and the Nuggets have gotten a lot of you know good role play um from guys like Campazzo, Austin Rivers of course. I mean he's been like a Nuggets legend in this series. I mean it's surprising, yeah. Should be in the Knicks, though, keep in mind, because we, we we thought that, you know, keeping Alfred Payton was a better idea than, you know, keeping Austin. Hey, what, playoff series off the rivers for spacing purposes would be a lot more useful because our our spacing player, Reggie Bullock, scored zero points in the fourth in the fourth game. And he said, like, we see you in the A. I mean, like, dude, that's, He's a three point shooter team, we have a bunch of fake tough guys on our team. That's a problem. Like, see you in the A. And then you're not even going to show up. I mean, He's a three point shooter who can't shoot. He sucks. He can't, he does shoot, but I mean, he had a bad couple. He's had a bad playoff so far. 
I mean, not a single player on the team besides Derek Rose. Yeah, big Todd game too, didn't he? I remember him. Yeah, he had a he had one good game. That was his only good game. Game two. Yeah. But he shot over forty percent from three this season, Frank. So he's not like a guy who can't shoot. I mean, he could shoot. It's just hey, he has a he's on a cold slump. I mean, I don't know, like. It's just funny how the team, the entire team, got cold at one time. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about cold? Julius Randle shooting twenty of seventy three in the playoffs. That's a yeah. Okay, so let's kind of move on to that. So obviously the Hawks. Um, we'll talk about the Hawks first. Then we'll talk about the you know the Nets. I mean, who even cares about the Nets at this point? But we got the Hawks. They're up three one. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see about the Nets. We'll see if they can even beat Milwaukee. Nah, they will. But we got the Hawks. They take a three to one series lead on the New York Knicks. And I mean, like Graf pointed out, Julius Randle has been by far the biggest storyline of this series. He shot in like 23. I mean, he's just been brutal. And then the, the funny part to me is Julius Randle has the audacity to come out and say, I, let me pull up my next click, hold on. He comes out and says that I feel, I like our chances to answer the question. I, I like our chances. I love our chances. It's not over. It's not nearly over. That's what he said. Um, if the Knicks have a shot in the series left. I mean, that's what he has to say. So he, but he's but like, like, but like, like, I love our chances. Like, and he's like, I love our chances to answer. It's not nearly over. Like, Julius, if you're going to come out and say all this, I mean, you got to back it up. Enough with this team's, like, all-talk mentality where all of our players just say a bunch of shit. Like, Reggie Bulk's like, oh, we'll see you in the A. We'll see you in the A. And they don't even show up. Like, they just say all these words, and then they, there's, there's just no action. It's just like, it's an, I'm, I'm tired yeah, of it. He did not age well. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, this guy Tibbs too. He's made no adjustments at all. Uh, he made the one adjustment of so Derek. The what adjustment can Tom Thibodeau make when our guys are not shooting the ball? Yeah, I mean, he can't like he can't just get Julius Randle to hit more baskets. Yeah, it's no not, defensively we played fine versus the Hawks. Defensively like to, we've been okay. I'd like to say this though, to be honest with you. I mean, you see the offense when Julius Randle is out there. It is all about him. It's all isolation basketball. Yes, not efficient, and it doesn't work. When and that's Randall, what I'm saying. When Randle's not on the floor, we got a lot easier buckets uh the ball moves around the, the the court more it helps guys get in rhythm and when Randall's out there he kind of hurts the rhythm of other players because he doesn't they don't facilitate as much other players don't touch the basketball for five minutes and then you expect them to make shots that's not how it works well, uh, at the end of the day though no coaching is overcoming your star player shooting 20 yes. of 73 Greg Popovich isn't going to save the Spurs if Tim Duncan's shooting 20 of 73 in a playoff series like it just isn't it, Randall needs to sit more than I don't care don't blame them here's the problem Frank about Julius Randle. We don't get enough easy shots. And I think that was, you said it perfectly. Like I, I thought about this. We don't get enough easy shots. Even in the regular season, we, we never, really, it was just reliant on Julius Randle hitting, you know, many shots with five or less seconds on the shot clock. And he would hit a, a fadeaway three and it would be like fantastic. All love. It would be like, oh, good job, Julius. But in the playoffs, the shots haven't been thrown. I mean, th- we've been playing like this all season long, but in, in the playoff basketball, you can't play like the same to win. I mean, no, you and we easier all, shots. We had we had the thirty second pace of play in the regular season, right? We talked 30th. about. I mean, there's not even thirty two teams in the league, but right? yeah, maybe Seattle and Las Vegas. So it's going to be thirty two. We had the thirtieth pace 32. of play. Thirtieth pace of play. We're that's the slowest the team, man. They love playing slow and grinding. And, and that's the thing, though. But like in the playoffs, we can get easy baskets by pushing in transition. I mean, the Hawks do it and get a lot, a shit ton of wide open shots. And we could say the Knicks are playing good defense, but. I also think at times we're really not. We're not rotating as fast. I think the Hawks are getting a lot of wide-open looks on us, and that's because of the, the credit to them. Because they're We've really been playing like that all year long, though. The Knicks have actually gave up the most open three-point looks. All I mean, I just think the Knicks 
I don't think you can blame this on Thibodeau. I mean, to, to you know, Saul, I, I think we not blame it all on Thibodeau. I think that something needs to ch- something else needs to change. I think Randall should sit more, and I think Batter should sit more as well if he's going to stand. You're not like, going to win a playoff series with your two best players sitting. Yeah, anyway. who sits? You don't sit, like, dude. Like this just, roster. Let's be honest. Day, it, it's a player's league and you need your best players to show up regardless. Like if they're not going to show up, you're not winning. No adjustment. Yeah, I mean, they've had four bad games in a row. So but let's just be honest, dude. If, Le- if LeBron and Anthony Davis don't show up, yeah. is Kuzma going to save the day? No. no. Yeah. I mean, dude, we can't, it's not like, dude, this team, I feel like Knicks fans are overreacting. Like this team, if you look at it all season long, if you watch the games, like this team was never really a playoff built team. Any team with Julius Randle as your best player isn't going to go far in the playoffs. In Trey Young, that's why I thought Trey Young was so much better than Julius Randle and why I thought the Knicks would win in seven. Looking at it, I think I was a bit biased. I think I should have picked the Hawks to win. I was biased. I said the Knicks in seven, but I thought that this came to me. Julius Randle doesn't like elevate his teammates like Trey Young does. And Trey Young yeah. is so much better. That's why. Because Trey Young gives his teammates so many open, easy-ass shots. And, and yeah. Julius gives our teammates no open shots. That's, that's what just, separates the good players from the great players because so few players actually like elevate their teammates. Yeah. I and mean, you can say for- Julius does, but all he really does is, you know, he gets double team the post and then passes it out for a three-point shot. That's his playmaking ability. Yeah, but it's, Julius it's, it's has been helpful. It's been helpful, but it's you know. Julius has struggled in the playoffs with the double teams. He seems a little hesitant sometimes to pass the basketball. He seems a little hesitant to sometimes decide when he wants to yes. shoot. He just seems like he's and like when he shoots, it seems like he's like aiming the ball. It doesn't even just like look. He's letting it go. He's not confident in himself, and that's a problem. I mean, that's also the growing pains of having him. This is like kind of a very young team. It's their first time in the playoffs, and I get that. But at the same time, like, dude, we. It's been four games in a row. Something's got to change. Something's got to bite. You can't have four bad games in a row. And like you said, the whole city has changed on this guy now. Everyone's perspective on Julius Randle has changed. Yeah, I don't, he went from the, the beloved superstar to everybody. No, like, but no, no, enough with this. I mean, Ben, yeah. it's four bad games in a row. But Frank, I've been watching, dude, and, and that's why I, at the beginning, I should have picked the Hawks. Like, that was my true opinion. I just was biased and picked the Knicks in seven. That was dumb of me. I thought the guard would help us a lot in game seven, but truly, I should have picked the Hawks in six. Here's the reality, though. Julius Randle, I've been watching every Knicks game. He plays like this all year long. And I think a lot of Knicks fans knew yeah, that he, he makes would, a lot of he, tough he, shots. That's what he does. A, we need a better player. That's it. We don't we even turn on Randle. We knew that he just needs to have a better player. He can. We just need to have a better player next to him. That's all it is. He could be a part of the team. We're not trading him. What happens if we trade him? We start from ground zero again and go and then re, be a 17 winning team again? No, we keep building. I mean, the ideal thing would be to get the superstars, but ideally. So, dude, if, we, get, if we have keep, Randall. If and you're going to keep Randall and Barrett, you got to get a. You need a true point guard. The team needs a point guard like Lonzo. And that guy's Damian Lillard, who's coming here after the Nuggets yeah. win in seven. And then they need more spacing. <laughs> they need more spacing. There's no spacing on this team. There's no spacing. They need a lot. Oh, I could help. And then if you bring back D Rose as a six man, that would help. But he, like over the course of a season, he would not really serve the role that he's playing right now, where he's playing 40 yeah. minutes and he's basically the entire offense. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Dude. Like the Knicks, all it is, we shouldn't be bashing Julius Randle. All it is that he just he he just needs a better. Like, hey, Disney couldn't be the best player on a championship team. I mean, no, Anthony like, Davis couldn't even get a team into the, like to the point where Randall. That's what I'm about. saying. So, like, we gotta slow down, guys. Like, I a lot just of feel like can't be the number one guy. It's just yes, tough. but like, a, lot minutes, people, big minutes, a lot of a lot of people would be fine with Randall if he was playing like he was in the regular season, and even just a little bit worse. And we would be it. It would be fine if we lost games that were close, and he was playing just fine. He's dropped the bar so much lower. This looks like the 15, uh, 15 team win from two years ago. 
this doesn't look like the team that we saw during the regular season. But Julius Randle, I think if we, if, if I think if he was playing alongside, let's say, a Damian Lillard right now, I think he'd be fine. I think he'd be playing good. Well, yeah, obviously. The be pressure would shots. be way off of him for sure. Dude, enough. Yeah, dude. Let's see what happens when we get the next. You so we're not in favor for trading him, right? Though you, we better not be because that's we can't start from ground zero again. I mean, I would trade him if we could get a superstar for him, like Lillard. If you have to get, yeah. But that, that, but why would Portland want to take? Like, why not Randall and Dame? Like, why not both of them instead of one? Like, why? I'm. What if they get Kawhi in free agency? But you can you can keep three of them then, dude. There's enough room for three guys. There's enough room for three. Who's who says there's not enough room for three guys? I mean, the, the Nets did it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just so don't know. Like, dude, Rand, why, there's literally no point in trading Julius Randle. There's no point. Just keep him around. We're not trying to be a 15 win team again. It's just not happening. Listen, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? This series still isn't over. You know, we you know we could be we could be back here on Friday and like this whole conversation yeah. was a waste because oh, the Knicks oh. could be three three right now and then what game seven? Wait, so on what, what game will be? I'm confused. So what game will we be at by the next podcast? Like, will be will be be? Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing the majority of the series will be over besides so, like the Nuggets game, series and maybe the Knicks series. Oh, and I guess the Suns series. Game five is on Wednesday night, and then game. Wednesday. No, we'll only play so it will only be one game. So we'll be at game five, and then the game six will be really? that that night on Friday. That's unfortunate. So yeah, we'll we'll only have one game played by next podcast, and, it, and then but that that'll that if the Knicks win that that will drastically change everybody's outlook. And it will because you know what, and that's what I'm saying with Frank earlier in the podcast. The Knicks have two of the next three games at home. All we need to do is just take care of home court and hope for some for some weird like reason. The Hawks just shit the bed at home in game six. The Hawks are not thick. I mean, they but they're not. I think the Hawks are winning in six games. They have to shit the bed, though. I mean, the Knicks were hanging in there for, like, the majority of the games. But, you know, when it when push came to shove, like, they just had no production from Randall. And they just I'm going to tell you what the problem is, though. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. The Knicks aren't good enough offensively to keep up with the Hawks. Yes. When you, when you turn the basketball over, when you push the place of play, and you don't close out on three-point shooters, you lose. The Hawks went on very simple runs. 7-0 run in less than a minute and a 9-0 run in less than a minute. They and you score lose fast. the game because of that. That's why you lose the game. You're hanging with all the time. When you leave and you let them get easy looks in transition and you leave guys open like that, you can't keep up with a team like the Hawks like that because the Knicks can't score. And what was I saying, Mo? I said this I said this to you, Frank. You tried to tell me that the, Haw- the Hawks don't have more firepower than the Knicks. The Hawks do have more firepower. And part of the reason is sure. because Trey Young and, – and I think – you know, you're, you were close. I admit you were close. The Knicks do have a lot of firepower. But you know what I think? The more I think about it, Trey Young makes that firepower even more fiery. You know, it, it just like, it, that's why the Hawks do have more firepower. It just he's that guy, bro. Trey Young keeps his teammates involved. He scores when he has to, but mostly he's looking to assist first. He's and Bogdanovich, to- dude, Bogdanovich, Frank, he's a Walmart clay. I'm official, dude. He's so good. He is so good, Bogdanovich. He is I so nasty. Him, right? he, he averaged like 18 points a game. He's lethal. He's lethal. I mean, he shoots like, the ball well. Shaky this series, though. Yeah, too, yeah but when he's hot, dude, he's hot, and he he hits when he's hot. Like, it, it, I mean, Gallinari was great this last this past game. John Collins was also good. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, Trey Young keeps the guys like he keeps them into the game. He keeps them in rhythm, and that's why they win. The Knicks' offense is all isolation ball. It's that's all yep. it is. True. When Derrick Rhodes or Julius Randle decides to get to the basket, and that's, that's what it seems to be. Yeah. Almost every That's position. why they can't keep up because you you get a hot team that shoots like the Hawks. They make a couple of shots in a row in less than a minute because you turn the ball over, you take shit shots, and then the game's over because they hang with them. The Knicks hang with them most of the time, back and forth, back and forth. Then they it's go on a 7-0 run, mm-hmm. and then they go on a 9-0 run, 
And then it's the same story over and over again. And when you go down like that, they've been down in the third quarter in every single game of the series. You don't allow one of the one or two of those runs. These games are games going into the fourth quarter. And when there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter and it's a two-point game, it can go either way. But we haven't even dude, we've been the last two games in Atlanta, we've been down by like 20 points in the fourth quarter. Because like they let them go on these 7 0 9 yeah. runs and 12 0 runs where they just don't miss shots. They we also don't miss one. shots. We they need to game one, though. We, the more, dude, we need to win game one. We're not going like, to win Atlanta. They're like flamethrowers, the Hawks out there. They don't miss shots. And when they're in rhythm, they just, the team doesn't but that's make what I'm shots. saying. The Hawks have just, dude, they're, they're a great team. They're just, the, the three point shooting that they have, the, the, the ability to score 20 points in two minutes at the Nets do, it's just like, it, it, they're a team that could score like with the Nets and they probably can't, def- like they probably can't beat the Nets, but they can go toe for toe with the Nets probably in scoring. The next round, I'd say. But... Yeah, but I don't know. I think that that would be a good series though, because I think the Hawks are really underrated. I, I think the Hawks have a chance. Have to no yeah, but the thing that, the thing that worries me about this, I said the same thing about the Wizards is like the, the Sixers have too many good wing defenders to like exactly. shut down a guy like Trey. Yeah, and they do, they do. They have Simmons, Reggie to throw, Simmons to throw at Trey Young, they have Thibault to throw at Trey Young. I mean, they're just going to attack and harass and Danny Green too. And then on top of all that, they have a great rim protector in Embiid and Dwight Howard. So they just you have know what? You know what? You're right. Because, I mean, we have Reggie Bullock guarding Trey Young. Yeah, exactly. He's nothing compared to a defensive player of the year candidate in Simmons. And we have like 36-year-old Taj, who's been playing great. He's been our second-best player in the series, defending that the Raymond. We have Noel, who's on one leg right now. He's so, on one leg. He doesn't even, and then yeah. Mitch Robinson's hurt. So, I mean, we yeah, don't honestly, have any I think Gibson's been giving them better minutes anyway. But oh, yeah, just, yeah. He can't play that much. He he can't be playing like 30 minutes a game. I mean, Thibodeau is getting every last bit of basketball out of Gibson. Yeah, but the Rose. thing is, dude, that like Taj Gibson, anytime he's your second best player in a playoff series, I mean, we're not winning anything. It's not, 2000, it's not 2009. So, Hey, listen, those Bulls teams were stacked, though, with Jimmy and D. Rose and Taj. Come on. But yeah, listen, I mean, listen, I mean, this is not 2014 anymore. This is like, this is 2021. Yeah. RJ Barrett is just literally, I mean, he had a good game yesterday, though. He had a good game. So again, I just don't see RJ, RJ played good yesterday. Enough. Every single one of his shots is like like off a pass. Like I just he seems way too passive in this He's series. Also, he also has guys like Kevin Herter on him. Like, bro, just get to the basket every time. You're ten times stronger than him and better. Well, he did him. a couple times in game four. I thought he did a couple times. Like, get to exactly, the basket. Exactly. That's what he needs. To, that's he when RJ is at his best. He's a big body that can finish at the rim. That's his best part of his game. I don't know why he does that enough. He's not a Look, rhythm. I mean, I hope we come back in this series, but the Hawks are the better team. So if we come back, it will be because we. Uh, we will the way to a win. We will the way to a couple of wins because it's skill versus will. I mean, the Hawks are just a better team. We have the better coaching, supposedly, and we do, I think, and the better defense, but it's going to be tough to, I mean. I mean, they're the more talented game. team, but like I said, these simp- it's it's the simplest, you know, the Knicks can't go on stretches where they don't score the basketball. Yes. And that's what happens when you play isolation basketball. It happens. And then that's what, Dame, Dame, back. you're here to save the day, buddy. Dame, you're here to save the day. Or come, come on. Here, come right? on. If we have Kawhi, like oh. Kawhi's not gonna come. I don't believe Kawhi will come. I, I don't. I don't think. Why would he go to NY leave. though? Why would he go to NY? Like why? You're right because he's winning the championship at the Clippers this year, 100. percent Winning the champ. Okay. <laughs> the Nets fanboy actually thought the Clippers to win. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, the Clip- the Nets are they're gonna beat the Clippers, but oh, 100. percent I hope the Clippers win, but I mean, look, Kawhi and PG probably won't beat. I think them we're getting ahead of ourselves by thinking the Clippers will make the finals, but you know, it's fine. They might not make it out of round one. Let's move on to my favorite series of the first round, though. The uh, Bucks swept Miami, and it wasn't even close, honestly. This might have been one of the most unbalanced series in NBA history. Three of the four oh. games were just not even a contest. I mean, I mean, 
this is embarrassing. God, they just obliterated them. They just ripped them to shreds. They just, they put them in their mouth. They chewed them up and they spit them out. And they just said, you guys suck. You guys <laughs> suck. I mean, it was, it was a humiliation. You it know, was. They're, they're all bubble buddies. They just expose them as bubble frauds. You know, like a hero is officially like nobody respects him anymore. Bam Adebayo is a meme now. Like Jimmy Butler, like they're all memes now. Like they just, they just humiliated themselves on national TV. And I just have nothing else to say. And you know what? I am going to overreact to this. They got swept and they got blown out. What they lose by an average of 25 points a game? Yeah, but I'm stupidly locked in. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. <laughs> the thing is, though, no, no, I'll, no, because like Frank, if you're going to like, you know, jump on, I'll defend myself right here. Listen, right here. <laughs> The Bucks and look, I, I'm not gonna defend the Heat. The Bucks got better, and the Heat but didn't the get Buc- better. The thing about the Bucks though is, like, everyone's like, "Oh, look at how good the Bucks are," and then they're losing five games to the Nets. I mean, it, it won't even be a series, and like, everyone's gonna be like, "And then all this showboating from the Bucks fans will will be done. They'll be done." So okay, I agree with you on that, but then like, what does that say about the Heat? That like this team that what, can't though, even touch the Nets. You know why I think that that's about the Heat? The Heat. I mean, look, they were the worst team last year, but they won the, the series, right? It's because they, they won the series last year as the underdogs. Underdogs again this year, they lose. Whatever. They just had like some sort of mental but, edge over the box. They were just in their head the whole but series. The Miami, like, but the Miami is, they were in Giannis's head so badly last year. The thing about Miami badly. is, how do they have anything to lose? Because even if they were to win this series somehow, they would have lost to the Nets too. So who cares? I think in the Heat, they really don't care. They're like, oh, whatever. We lost. Like, never, we were going to lose the second round. I don't round. know, but it's like pretty embarrassing to get swept, don't you but think? But listen, you get Kawhi Leonard in free agency. Oh, all of a sudden, it this. changed everything. It, the Heat are getting a free agent. Whether oh. you like it or not, they are getting oh, somebody. Listen, listen, Kawhi to the Heat does not put them over the nets, in my opinion. Maybe not. Maybe not. But not I, with not with Jimmy, not with Jimmy Bubble and and uh, Bubble Band. <laughs> not, but when Jimmy's a second option, I think he'd be better. That's really clever. <laughs> Jimmy no. Bubble and Bubble Band. Oh man, Bam, ba- no, Bam. I agree. Maybe Bam, you want to center Bam, but you can't center Jimmy Butler. I mean, if he's a second guy on a team, oh, I, love I think Jimmy he'll be Butler's fine. my favorite player in the NBA. So but if he's a second guy, I think he'll be fine as a second man, guy. I, I think we have to stop talking about Kawhi leaving because it seems likely to me that Kawhi's staying at this point. I don't, I like, I don't know. Maybe if they get rid of Paul George, if it doesn't work out, but it seems like Kawhi just is staying with the Clippers. This is this is why I would say the Heat are like the Celtics of the South. We always hear this, like, oh, Kawhi's going here. This guy's. We heard going Bradley there. Beal. We yeah, heard like, they're not. Jim he's Harden. not going there, man. And by the way, how different does this series look if they have James Harden lining up next to Jimmy Butler instead of Tyler Hero? But you know that they we, win, we they about win, this. they and we, they beat the uh, the Bucks like James Harden. They do. James Harden's one of the best players in the NBA. That's what I was saying, Frank. You said that it would be still be a series. Like they're winning they're, with James Harden. If the Heat of James Harden, are they not beating the Bucks in six games? They are. They're. they're of course they I are. mean, James Harden's my fourth best player in the NBA. And listen, Remember? if they have Harden, they're not even. In this we'll series, they'll be trade. like the four seed. They'll be the three seed. The, if they Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and like two first round picks and like a Chua or something. Okay, a Chua doesn't play. Tyler Hero is officially the biggest joke in the NBA, and Duncan Robinson's like a solid shooter, but like so is James Harden, and James Harden's like better at everything. That, that else. was like that was such an L, dude. The fact that they did not. I'm mm-hmm. like mad at Pat Riley because you wanted to create this villain big three in Brooklyn. Oh, like oh, all these guys. The Knicks could have been the talk of town. But instead, you want to not give up. You want to not give up Tyler Hero. This is why I Tyler Hero is the second of hating on the Heat just because of all of this. Like it's just too easy to hate on them right now. You know what? It's too easy to hate on the Bucks too. I mean, they lost the last year in five games. I mean, it was. Yeah, but they, they, they won this year in four games. So. But listen, you know what the thing I, about this is? The Bucks humiliated the Heat last. Or the, the Heat um, embarrassed the Bucks last year. But mm-hmm. and then the, the Bucks did the same thing this year. But the thing is, the Bucks will lose in the next round. At least the Heat advanced a couple rounds, or they advanced a round past. The, so at least they would advance another round past that. The Bucks will just lose in the next round in like five games. So who even cares about the Bucks humiliating the, the Heat? It doesn't matter. 
to Heat fans, it does, I think. You know, it's just, it definitely leaves like a bad taste in their mouth. And it was like, good memes for us. It was good memes. I mean, I got to NSL Bubba Guppy's meme. It was, it was fun. The best memes we'll see this whole playoff, you know, this whole playoff season came from this I series. disagree. If, if, the, um, if the Clippers were to lose, or the, the Lakers, the Lakers Bubba Guppy memes will be bad. If they lose, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, look, I, they I, could, I got one for you. If they lose, like, a Disney Lamicky, a Disney Lamicky will be so bad. Some nice quality content right yeah, there. Yeah, but it will be like Lamicky though. Like you know, they'll have like both of them in the same picture. It'll be like Lamicky, well, like is, like the the Mickey Mouse. The Lakers do lose in the first round. It really will beg the question. Like both championship teams lost in the first round. Like, but dude, the Lakers were hurt though. So like, come on, like it's different. The Lakers yeah, were hurt. It's the Suns, bro. Like it's the Phoenix. The Suns are the second best team in the West. This is the Western what, Conference what, Finals. The Cleveland Browns, bro. What did Juju say about the Browns? Like they're still the Browns, bro. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, then, and the Browns beat the Steelers. <laughs> the Browns, Pat Mahomes, and I still don't care. They're still not winning the Super Bowl. I don't care. It, <laughs> Get out of here, Graf. You just can't change these teams, man. I mean, look, there's just <laughs> so much. Like there's, there's just. There's so much Lamicky content. They were in the bubble, though. I mean, they were just in that bubble. I mean, it was tough. I hope for the sake of the bubble, I hope the Lakers win. I do not want to see the Lakers. The Lakers don't win, though. People will be putting into question the bubble and like. Should and it's it gonna be it's gonna be so unfair, but it's gonna happen. I, I agree. Hundred percent. I mean, it's already happening. The Heat didn't even win one playoff game this year. You know, they they won Wait, as so many playoff games as my we'll, bowl. We will have games five and six play by our next podcast. So, so the we'll, Lakers will be eliminated by next podcast. <laughs> Listen, I made the prediction with the Heat. You did, I'll make you did. Dead, man. I'll make it again. But look, you're not going to go two for two, though. You're one for two. You had a nice one. I admit you had a nice pick. But you just don't go two for two. You, you, no one does go for two. That'd be pretty crazy yeah. if I did, though, wouldn't it? Damn. Enough with this Enough with this talk of, oh, like the, the, the Mickey. I mean, you guys are the biggest Lakers haters on the planet. But I'm a big Nets hater, too. So it's fair. It's fair. It's I get good. it. It's all good. I get it. I get it. I get it kind of. I don't get why Frank loves the Nets so much. I mean, Frank's like the biggest Nets guy ever. He's a Knicks fan. My dad's. And he just likes Harden for some reason. He loves James Harden. Oh, I mean, it's and then like he loves KD. Oh my god, he loves KD. No, my dad's a Nets fan. Actually, you don't like KD. You like you like Kyrie and James, all right? Yeah, my dad likes the Nets. My dad's been a Nets fan forever. He loved like the Jason Kidd. Nets. So why were you not a Nets fan? I'm confused. I don't know. I just don't like the Nets. You know, I, I, I thought about this. Huh? I, I thought to myself, why am I not a Nets fan? Because they were in New Jersey when I first started watching basketball. Yeah, the first basketball game I but went I read it was Lynn Sanity, dude. Lynn Sanity is the reason why I'm a Knicks fan. I thought about it. Because I, I remember Carmelo when I first watched Carmelo. basketball, Lynn Sanity was the first guy I watched. And I love Carmelo is the, is the reason why I'm a Knicks fan. For me, it's actually Lynn Sanity. I'm not even joking. Like, I started, like The first game I ever watched, I think, was like the game versus the Raptors that they had where he hit the buzzer. And, like, it was one of my first games I watched, like, actually, like, what I remember. So, that's tough, man. Like, Lynn Sanity made me a – like, why can't I be a Nets fan? That was, like, the best one-week stretch of the NBA. <laughs> you see the same thing with, like, the Devils and the Rangers. Like, even though we're in New Jersey, like, look how many, like, Rangers fans there are. You know, it's the same thing. These yeah, New but I like the Devils. I mean, I it's so tough, though. Like, why can the Nets not just be in, like, like New Jersey again? They would have never got Katie and Kyrie in New Jersey. They would have never went to New Jersey. Like, give me a break. Oh, that's tough. I hate the Nets. That's why I hate them because they moved to Brooklyn just to get these free free agents now. All of a sudden, it just pisses they've had me. so many stars in Brooklyn too. Remember, right, right, right when they first moved to Brooklyn, they tried to assemble that big like. That five wasn't no, two. no, that wasn't even a big. That, that team but was it, so but in bad. In theory, it was obviously it didn't work out, but like in theory, it was, and it was yeah, like a thirty-eight year old, two thirty-eight year old. I don't know. It was it was a pretty team. interesting team to watch though, like Paul. Oh, interesting team to watch. A first side exit, like they were like they were like a first side exit in the Eastern Conference. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. The Lakers. Look, all right, I'm calling it right now before we end this podcast. 
the Lakers are winning this series. I think it goes to Lakers. seven games, though, at this point. I don't it, know. It, I, it probably does go to seven. But it, it I'm not confident seven. enough to say your team wins, really. But LeBron has won his past, it. like, five, six-game sevens, LeBron. Like, LeBron hasn't lost a game mm-hmm. seven since – um. It was like the what was that game seven he lost the last? I don't think I, I don't remember any game sevens in recent memory that he lost. He's won like almost every game well, seven. Yeah, because looking because the only playoff series he's really lost have been in the finals, and none of those. Have and they've got like they've got like four or five, six games that they've lost mm-hmm. in like those four. So maybe like to Boston or something back when he was on Miami. Was, I no, it was a, it was oh eight, it was the oh eight series where they lost in seven games to Boston mm-hmm. when he left. Because I think I saw that LeBron's like six and oh, six and zero oh in the last like six game sevens. Mm-hmm. Look, they're not losing game seven. They're not. If, if it goes to game seven, seven, there's just no They're way. not losing. The, the Lakers the are Suns, winning. The Suns seven. need to win game five without a Disney, and then they need to win game six. I, that's, that's why I think the Lakers are winning that. I think they on win. On the road, though. I mean, on the road in L.A., and you know LeBron's going to be locked in in an elimination game. It's going to be tough. It's gonna be t- I mean, it's yeah. going to be tough for both sides. I'm still on the Lakers, I'd say. Still on the Lakers. All right, guys. That's going to be it. We'll see you guys on Friday. I mean, these playoffs have just been funny. So many freezing cold takes. So many good takes. So Graf's had some solid takes, I admit. He's had some, he's been on point. Thank you. I try. All right. All right. That's in it. Peace, guys.